0: Hello, I'm Howard Phillips Lovecraft, and despite all my warning, you're listening to Microphones of Madness.
1: Hey everybody, it's Microphones of Madness. I'm Rodney. Over there, Steve. Hey! And today's our Necronomicon 2017 wrap-up episode. Have a couple of special guests in the house. First off, we have Scott R. Jones. Tell everybody a little bit about
0: yourself, Scott. Hi, guys. <laughs> I'm Scott R. Jones of uh, Martian Migraine Press. And uh, gosh, what to say? Uh, yeah, we're just a, a small uh, boutique press operation out of the west coast of Canada. And uh, we produce uh, Mythos and Lovecraftian-themed anthologies uh, with a view to moving that whole squamous thing into the 21st century in interesting ways.
1: There you go. So
0: far, so good.
1: And one of the bigger uh, books to come out of Necronomicon this year.
0: That's what they're saying. I'm happy to let them say it. It's, uh, yeah. it's, it's made uh, several lists. Of- it's, been, uh, it's been fun. It has been fun horror. Horror. yeah i I, i saw that i saw that earlier today i was i was uh quite pleased to you know get a get a shout out from ruth anna Amaris of uh of all people and uh yeah yeah that's uh very humbled humbled and excited about that for sure
1: well it is a fantastic project if i do say so myself we should probably mention what it is.
0: It's, uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a breath from the sky. <laughs> it, it's, this phant- it's this phantom book. You make it up as you go along. Uh, exactly,
1: exactly. It's a blank book, and all the stories you create them. It's yeah, it's, it's,
2: it's great. It needs a little. Mentos- using
0: the power, using the power of your imagination. No, no, we use the power of some actual actual authors it's uh, 21 stories that riff on uh, riff on possession the anthology is called a breath from the sky unusual stories of possession and uh yeah it's our, our biggest book easily in terms of page count at least and uh yeah people are saying nice things about it so we're grateful for that
1: absolutely absolutely and our second guest nick nicario art director for chaosium
2: uh, that would be ah. any award-winning
1: Oh, Nick I'm Nicario. sorry, any, any award-winning Nick Nicario from Chaosium. I put, I put pictures and words together to make it all look pretty.
0: Yes, you do, sir. <laughs> <laughs> we need all the appeals
2: to authority we can get.
1: That's, that's right. He's he's damn fine, damn fine graphic designer uh, working with Chaosium, responsible for uh, making 7th edition look good. Making pulp Cthulhu look good, award-winning
2: and pulp Cthulhu,
1: a many, many other things, just looking fantastic. So, absolutely. So, three days of living the dream and uh, <laughs> borderline exhaustion.
0: Borderline.
1: And borderline.
0: Borderline. <laughs> yeah.
2: Some of you, you had of Some of you had to travel farther than others.
1: That's right. Well, That's true. Yeah. Scott had to come all the way from Canada, and Nick had to come all the way from... Uh, were you at Oregon? Vancouver, Washington. Oh, you I'm stole, sorry.
2: I stole that town from from B-Rock.
1: Nor- Northern Oregon. <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> so we were both coming from the Pacific time zone.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's a, that's a bit of a hike there, guys.
0: Yeah, I was full into the danger zone of exhaustion, but before the thing even started, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I know that feeling. Yeah. So, um,
1: what got you guys excited at Necronomicon? Uh, I've
0: been talking a lot again. so far, so I've been talking a lot so far. So let Nick go first. Okay. <laughs> uh, seeing all of you guys again. Um, um, you no,
1: know, being able to um, fly the Chaosium flag at Necronomicon for the third year in a row, or third
0: um, convention in a row since it's bi- biannual.
1: And you guys sold a fuck ton of books. Yeah, metric fuck ton. Sure
2: that We sold out of the Doctor Sis book and uh, a few others. Chaosium has. Uh, an unusual presence at the con because not only do you have them, the presence at the table selling books, but you have a whole room of people playing
1: the the game. Yes. Where so, Steve was found there. That's I was, I was there. You were there. He you participated in one game and
2: uh, I ran, ran one, one. I ran one and I played in one and, um, it was great. It was, it was so much fun to play with, no offense, but to play with people who I don't normally play with.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's true. That's a good idea.
2: Well, I mean, you know, we all play together all the time and know each other and know what to do and know what buttons to press and what gets the juices flowing and what makes people want to scratch their eyes out. And, uh, it, it was completely different, which is great. Absolutely, but most of it—I'm not going to say all of it because there were some other games being played. But most of it was Call of Cthulhu, Chaosium's product.
1: That's right. Now, me—I was there for the A Breath from the Sky launch party, and the rest of the time, I was pretty much just kind of hanging out. <laughs> That's what I did. Oh, um, you,
0: you hung—you hung out well, sir.
1: I—I I, tried. <laughs> I try. Did you say he's well hung. Out? Oh, oh,
0: <laughs> oh man! <laughs> a
1: thousand laughs, ladies and gentlemen. Laugh a minute. Uh, yeah, I mean, I caught, uh, I caught Farrah Rose Smith uh, reading upstairs at the at the Biltmore. Uh, that was that was a fun time there. That was her story in the uh, in the in the uh, souvenir book was just. Absolutely crazy, yeah.
2: Yeah, so that whole reading, that whole reading was really good.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Nandedi was there. Mm-hmm. Um, Gwendolyn Keist was there. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you took notes. And uh, no, I, I I forgot the middle. The guy with the jokes. Yes. Oh man, that, that dude was hilarious. I <laughs> wish I could remember his name. I want that book. I'm gonna have to do some research now.
2: It was like he told this one he read this one story, which was every shitty bar joke you've ever heard. A guy walks into a bar, why the long face, that kind of thing, and just had
1: (laughs) them all taking place in this bar. Right. And it's like in the whole the whole punchline of the story was, you know, this is where you belong, pal. You're the biggest joke of all.
0: Uh, I guess you had to be there. Yeah, you, you will. I'll,
1: I'll find that. I'll find that book. I'll find that book and I'll, I'll shoot you a link to it, Scott. Thank you. So, so you can you can get in on the inside joke.
2: No, and then Nettie, forward, Nettie had that reading of um a- African horror stories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: The giant spider.
2: Yeah, but she made a point saying it's not an Nancy. Right. <laughs> yep, there's other spiders.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely fascinating to see her there as well. Yeah, and uh, oh, the, the bacteria. Yes, yes. She had,
2: like her, 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 she had a story about an alien invasion. And mm-hmm. uh, the alien was a colony of, of bacteria, and its first contact was with um, fish. Yes.
0: Nice. Yeah. You see, I think, you know, that, that sounds, I'm, uh, it's a shame I missed it. I missed that because man, that is, that's my jam. The whole idea of meeting the other, you know, whether it's alien or otherwise and realizing that we might not be equipped to recognize the other. Should it, uh, should it arrive? Right. Uh, you know, I hear things oh, like absolutely. You know, uh, colonies of alien bacteria, you know, interacting with the fish on the planet. I'm like, well, yes, that's the thing about talking with uh, talking with aliens. You, the trick is knowing when you've got one on the line. Right. Yeah. So well, that's I, uh, sad. I miss that. <laughs> that's, and,
2: I, and that's you know, right it, up it kind of brings the focus of this cosmic horror thing outside of human experience, because, mm-hmm. No matter how, how, whatever way you slice it, cosmic horror is always going to be human centric. Ex- except when it's, yeah they're talking to fish.
1: But, you know, I, I throw, this, I
0: throw this out there and say, and say, maybe not always, I think true. we're working towards sort of a non-human philosophy working its way into, into weird fiction and into cosmic horror. I think there's ways to approach it as humans. You know, and and still kind of grok what's going on, but uh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting times coming up.
1: Oh, definitely, definitely. And uh, you knew you weren't we weren't going to be able to escape from this, but uh, interesting times coming up has really ruffled the feathers of uh, the old guard.
0: Yeah, as it were. the ones are stirring in their crypts. That's for sure. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> the, the, the
2: cool thing, with the notable exception of the, the, the big
1: reveal. Yeah, we'll talk uh, about that in a minute.
2: Um, <laughs> the, the con itself, and now I wasn't as, uh, as out and about as other people were. Uh, I don't think any of us were because we all had tasks to perform. Right. Um, but I didn't really get that sense of tension that I was expecting.
1: Oh, no, everything was just, like, relaxed and groovy, and people were just having a fucking wonderful time, and, you know, everybody was either... People who weren't exhausted zombies uh, seemed to be smiling and and cheerful, and even the exhausted zombies were smiling and cheerful.
2: Yeah, well, two years ago, we had that undercurrent of um, the real horror at Red Hook, which I think kind of... uh, Put a stain on the whole thing, and no matter where you went, that was always in the air.
0: Yeah, uh, it was could. a bummer,
2: and we didn't get that this year. No, nope,
1: no. There's there was uh, a couple of dull spots there. Uh, Lehman Kessler wasn't able to attend, uh, so we didn't get the Ask Lovecraft presence, um, and and also you know Joe Pulver's absence was definitely felt.
0: Yeah. Absolutely.
1: But, uh, you know, our thoughts, thoughts go out to Joe. I know he's getting better. I talked to him this morning, so he's, he's doing fine. How's the beard? The beard is coming back.
0: Yay. (laughs) But
1: it's still, it's still, you know, it's still in the, uh, early stages of development, but, uh, yeah, you still got to shave dude. He's still, he's still got to shave. Um, He does, he does, he did have a cigarette, so he's uh, definitely getting back to normal.
0: Good, good to hear. More power to uh, him, I say.
1: Oh, and mentioning the big reveal to him was just, it brought him into laser focus, and he was, it was almost like having, you know, pre- pre hospital visit Joe Paul were back.
0: <laughs>
1: For a minute there. It was just like something clicked in his head and he was boom, he was all over. he was all over it.
0: It does it did uh it d- it did does and uh continues to uh yeah uh get the dander up you know oh,
1: definitely definitely it
0: gets, it gets the blood a little warm so hey whatever will help him get on the mend. Yeah absolutely you know we gotta pull a positive from this yeah, well, that happened like, somehow. At, it was such last minute thing, too.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, it kind of just happened.
1: hmm. hmm. A bit kind of a. I think it all came It
0: all came rolling in within the last couple of days before the before the con actually uh, started, wasn't it? And like, I, yeah, I It was like a week. It was Monday? Before. Was it a Tuesday? It wasn't even all that. that it was, yeah, there wasn't um, a great week it was like a few days prior. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I
1: think Joe was like was like a week out.
2: Yeah, Kate had made the decision fairly early that they weren't going to go. Yeah, and well, you can't really expect them to. I and mean, she right. was like tearing her hair out with worry cuz you know, for for what? Like a, a long weekend. She didn't know what was actually going on.
1: Yeah, and we we were all kind of on the edge of our seats. Mm-hmm. You know, waiting to hear, you know, what what's going on with Joe. Because you know he's 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 the king. So so saith I.
0: Long live the king.
1: Absolutely. Or, amen. Pathan, whatever, whatever, whatever uh, exclamation works for you. But uh, yeah, let's uh, let's stop beating around the bush with the vagaries, Steve. Lay it out for us.
2: Oh, um, Josie, I can't even, I uh, see red. You can't
1: even do it without laughing. <laughs> um, yeah, because I read,
2: all right. So before the con, uh, there's this dust up where S.T. Josie, the self-appointed Lord God Poobah of all things Lovecraft, um, decided that he was going to boycott the con because people he didn't like were invited to talk. Yes. And he had and he had sent out a list of people that he
0: wanted to uh not
2: uh, not have their voice at panels and such.
0: Yeah, um, I should feel I feel I should just clarify here, Steve, that uh you know this list was was directed uh to the uh convention organizers. Yes. the folks the folks on the committee. Right. Uh, uh you know, in order to uh you know make make them aware of who was uh who was in his good books and who yeah, was not. Exactly. Uh, yeah.
2: and he's been spending the, the good part of the past few years um, using his blog and his, um, his soapbox to tell you exactly who those people are. And he does it through reviews. He'll give you a shitty review if he doesn't like you as a person and give you yeah. a glowing review if he likes
0: you. He will give a glowing review of a book, and then he will somehow pull in the folks that he uh, doesn't like, even though they may not be related to the actual book in question. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, it's, yes. it's really weird. Like, how, that, how that applies, I have no idea. And you say a couple of years, but it feels like he's been doing this forever. It's just dragging on.
2: There's an interesting, um, somebody posted a rebuttal um, on, on something you wrote on Facebook. It was uh what was Matt Wagoner, um, which basically broke down the history of how Joshi actually got his reputation. Oh yes, and and sorry, sorry, something I wrote. No, no, no. It was a response to something that you had posted. It was on uh, okay thread right on your Facebook page, and I think that the gentleman's name was Matt Wagoner, but I might be wrong.
0: Uh, could have been Matt. Could also have been uh, one of my authors, uh, Luke Maynard. That, maybe that was it. Who's an actual academic and a, and a soon-to-be lawyer? <laughs> yeah, and, and he basically he broke it down saying the guy's
2: reputation is completely based on the fact that he took the time to catalog uh, Lovecraft stories early in his career. Everything else has been predicated on that mm-hmm. achievement. And yeah. don't get me wrong, it is, it is an achievement especially back then when you didn't have the internet and ease of access. But it's an archival tri- um, achievement, not a scholarly achievement. And mm. uh, he puts himself out there as this big scholar, but you've got to ask yourself, is he? Beside the point. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he gets into this big dust-up with the with the con organizers and uh, recuses himself. And the, he used the word boycott. He said he was going to boycott... But he was still going to show up and sign autographs. It was
0: it it was boycott based, from my understanding. You know, and I I throw that out there with some caveats because obviously I'm not on the um, you know I'm not on the convention organizing committee, right. and I don't I don't have you know full access to all that information. But I do know some of them personally, and uh, you know it's been interesting to 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 watch the whole process. Uh, from from what I understand, it's basically. The list was provided in order to inform them of who would not be welcome if Joshi were running the show. Uh, and the implication was that uh, if they were to be included anywhere in the programming, uh, he, would, uh, he would drop himself from that programming. And that's where the term, that's where the word boycott started getting thrown around. Uh, but yeah, that's you know I think his definition is definition of the word boycott is somewhat suspect considering uh, you know considering the actions and activities during the during the actual convention.
1: <laughs> well, his definition of boycott is certainly unique.
0: Yeah. Well, it's
2: not only that, but he he doesn't say anything directly to anybody. Well, I mean, I'm sure he talked to to the organizers directly, but the announcement is done through a series of surrogates mm-hmm. so he insulates himself from everything so you can't argue with him and tell him how much of an ass he's being you have to tell his his wife or uh or brock or one i'm of his sure guys.
0: he's hearing about it
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm sure he is but you're not <laughs> talking to him directly you're talking to some some middleman yeah and it, it's frustrating because he, he doesn't choose his representatives very wisely.
0: Um, I do get the sense—I do get the sense that behind all the bluster, right, all the bluster and sort of the high high school shenanigans, he seems. He, he tries to sound Olympian, you know, in his uh, you know in in his speech, and it just comes off sounding petulant. Which I guess, when you consider the original Olympians, yeah, okay, yeah, he is Olympian. It's very you know, it just—it just, it just, <laughs> just comes off as. It just comes off as petulant, and it's like, and I get the sense that, you know, and from everything I've heard, you know, about the man from my own minimal interactions with him, he seems like a decent guy. I hate to see this happening, right, because it seems so much a case of keyboard bravery, you know, making these statements by proxies, Mm. uh, you know, and then then actions that don't exactly speak to, uh, you know, really thinking it out all that far. Anywho, <laughs> it, now, is, oh sorry, oh okay, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um,
1: now my question is: Is Scott, do you have any information as to whether or not you have a place on the infamous blacklist with a capital B?
0: Oh, you know, uh, I'm guessing probably. It's. Uh, am I still coming through? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know i've uh, have i re- have i received a, a, a you know damning with faint praise review from joshi you know from uh, books i've had in uh, you know stories i've had in books that he's reviewed absolutely uh, i was part of the whole children of glocky debacle oh, that um, oh yeah. yes uh, so that was uh, that was a lot of fun where you know the reviews were you know and he you know he mentioned this within the context of the review was that well i mean i'm reviewing the work but you know, how can you review the work without actually reviewing the person himself? You know, and he made some fairly unpleasant, you know, personalized, you know, non, non-scholarly, non definitely not the work of a great critic, either. Uh, Funny sta- you could mention that. What's
2: that? <laughs> Funny you should mention that. Funny you should mention that. <laughs> because hey, yes. the man that he's based his entire career on, which would be H.P. Lovecraft, who oh, really? I, yeah. Yeah. Was, if you wanted to put personality and um, action and just the type of person that H.P. Lovecraft was into people's view of what he wrote, then the man would never be published. He was a racist pig. <laughs> Let's face it. Well, but and it's, it's just funny that that Joshi's sitting here. Well, how can we review this without looking at the character, of the people who are writing it
0: when? if lovecraft fails in the character department well i don't, and- I don't know that you can I, I don't know that you can say that lovecraft failed entirely in character i mean i think this is a you know and although i do agree with you uh you know and i think craft and racism you know and you know continues to be a hot button topic but it, it's 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 because he's it's because lovecraft was like everybody else in that he was you know a, co- a complex person i don't think you know you can speak entirely to the you know to the entirety of his character well but through, through his through, through his views on through his views on race i think you know probably he was a charming guy but you can't i had i mean he, 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 you can't say for sure but but right. yeah i mean in, in terms of like you can't judge a you can't judge a work based on the character of the person that's for sure yeah uh, well you can't judge uh, Scott
2: Nicolay on the fact that he once said that he was going to go piss on a great but it seems that there's a lot of ink spilled about that one statement. It's just obviously yeah. it's a little hypocritical. That's all. Yeah. It. Oh yeah. Actually it's yeah, a lot, the, lot hypocritical.
1: And so, and and a lot of the people on this list have done just what uh Joshi does in his reviews to Lovecraft. It's like, look, okay, you examine the story and you examine the author as a person and you say, oh well, you know, now this is why horror, the horror at Red Hook is the way it is, or the rats in the walls, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And then turn around and go, okay, you know, these people are are horrible. They there's there's almost a sense of religious fervor about it.
0: You yeah. don't say. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, um, it's just you know, it's 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 defending your good buddy who was there for you when you were all alone. You know, I mean, I, I I remember being a young man and reading Lovecraft for the first time, and I've I've seen it, I've seen this, uh, you know, uh, spoken about quite a bit in the in recent days, where you're like, yep, when you're when you're when you're a young white male and you're 14, Lovecraft's is your best bud, right? He gets it. You're an outsider. You know, things are—you know—the uh, the universe is mostly incomprehensible and probably inimical to your uh, to your uh, existence.
1: And you have hair in funny places. Uh, yeah, but
0: most hair yeah, grow out yeah, exactly. It's true. Yeah, most—you know, to varying degrees, according to their according to their uh, inclination. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just think that that's probably something that that you know sits at the at the you know the the very base levels of of who we are as, you know, folks who enjoy Lovecraft. Uh, That's always going to be there. Uh, But, you know, there's, yeah, as you say, people grow up and it's, it's, it becomes, I think this is why Lovecraft is so rewarding, right? Is that you can read them at 14 and get that. And then here I am, you know, a couple decades later, it's like, yeah, and I'm still getting other things from it. You know, there's, there's very few authors where you can, you can come back to it throughout your life and, you know, because of the universalness of the ideas or just, you know, the the quality of the writing or, you know, as it in, as it intersects with you as a reader at your point in your existence, you know, you you, you get fresh stuff from it. And so I think, you know, Lovecraft succeeds in that uh, in that uh, in, in in that regard. Which is why he's not going away. And I think this is what makes a lot of this, the, you know, let's call it what it is, a kerfuffle. You know, I think that's what makes this so maddening, is that you know nobody is saying stop reading Lovecraft. Nobody, I wouldn't say that. No, was... uh, nobody I know would say that. Stop, stop reading and Ban the books. But that's always the it seems to be the go to the go to uh, sh- uh, cry from the from the peanut gallery. Well, when the... when it, when whenever the issues get brought up, <laughs> it's ridiculous.
2: Well, with the exception of Cthulhu, um, Sattva, you've. Re- reprinted a Lovecraft story in your anthologies. That, yeah. how, I don't understand how that
0: would be saying, don't read Lovecraft because it's right. Don't there. read Lovecraft. Yeah. <laughs> it's don't right read Lovecraft. Here's some Lovecraft. Uh, you know, maybe there are people who read Martian Migraine Press anthologies and do exactly that. They just skip over the Lovecraft. They recognize the themes there well, and they've already read it. or I know.
2: I've already it? read it.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, we've, we've read it all.
2: Yeah, but exactly. It's nice to have it
0: there. Nice That's, to have it there in any yeah. case. Well, it, it, it it's a presence absolutely you know it's not that we're you know it's it's not that we're shitting all over history we're not you know it's this it's this it's this rich thing that uh, you know came from a very interesting place in the history of the genre and the history of america and the history of you know horror and weird fiction the whole deal it's you know it's it's there it's you know it's never going away why get upset about it? It's fun to talk about in all its aspects, whether you're coming at it from a very, you know, light, light place of, you know, just enjoying some good stories or whether you want to go deep into the, you know, into the life and times of the man himself. And, you know, what informed, you know, what informed his creative process? You know, as a writer myself, you know, that's that's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And what, 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 what am I bringing to my stuff? What did Lovecraft bring to his stuff? How can Oops. I learn? How can, how can I
1: learn from every writer, not just not not just HPL? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it's funny. It's funny you mention uh, shitting on history, since really this Necronomicon and the discussion of of Lovecraft's views and and the the history of the times and whatnot fell in falls in a very interesting place in current events where we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, confederate statues being pulled down i mean necronomicon occurred a week after charlottesville and and, yeah. and the tragedy there where uh, heather Hare was was killed um so yeah and that's one of the reasons why we have to keep talking about this stuff some people go oh not this dead horse again but it's well it's only a dead
0: it's only a dead horse if you're white and safe that's true you know that's and, that, true. and that's 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 really the uh you know that that is really the the true bone of contention It's like this ha- you know this will continue to be addressed until such time as uh folks have gotten their uh gotten their poop in a group and sorted this out it's just
2: well even yeah. even then you still need to be you still need to have that reminder there you still have to it used to be like this, and unless We're vigilant. It's going to be like this again, because remember. But no one's. I know you're you're Canadian, but (laughs) when when, no no well well, when Barack (laughs) Obama was president, we were quote unquote post-racial, because we elected a black man as president. I mean that was the that was the buzzword post-racial racism is dead. I don't know who believed it, but you know. It was there,
1: and now look at us. Yeah. Well, even even then, you still had you had, uh, you know, the Black Lives Mo- Matter movement came into play during the Obama administration, pointing yeah. out that whoever coined the term "post-racial" was full of shit. No, well, yeah, of course. I could almost
2: guarantee it was a uh, safe white person.
1: Yeah. Speaking of safe white people, uh, Nick, get in on this, man, because. Uh, <laughs> Otherwise, it's a bunch of pale skin motherfuckers talking about this. Well,
2: I thought it was pretty cool. That the um, the Reverend actually mentioned Charlottesville in his speech during the opening remarks. So, that kind of set the tone for the whole um, yeah. convention for me. It was acknowledgement from the start. Um, mm-hmm. And it was people acknowledging just how bad race racist or what Lovecraft, like the worst of Lovecraft, so that maybe like the last thing convention they celebrate the better aspects of this work.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, that makes sense to me, Nick. That's that's beautiful. But you know oh. we talk a lot about the legacy. And it seems to me that the legacy is not even not even the writing itself. I mean, you know, if you're a slow reader, you can le- read Lovecraft's entire body of work in what, like, a month? Something Pretty like much.
0: that.
1: Yeah, there's probably
0: yeah.
1: But we have this this rich legacy uh, that was given of him being generous, and you know, use my use these books in in reference in your stories. Use these creatures, create creatures of your own, and that has rippled out over decades and decades and decades and it's become this huge for, for, for a niche little thing. It's, it's huge. There are all sorts of people involved in it now and fantastic people.
0: Would you go so far as to say, Rodney, that the legacy is not so much the work as the connectivity that uh, was brought about by the early treatment of the work?
1: Oh, I, I would, I would say that. I would say that it's not the rock that was thrown in the pond; it's the ripples on the surface.
0: Oh, very nice. Look mm. at that. Man. Mm. Yeah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 works for me. Absolutely. You know, that's 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 been you know that's been my intuition about it as well. And I think we saw that at the. You know, I think we've seen that at every Necronomicon. Uh, you know, going back to 2013. I wasn't there for 2013, but I heard about it. Uh, 2015, I was there. Uh, Obviously, 2017, I was there as well. And I gotta say, just the general uh, improvement in tone uh, in uh, how do we, you know, in joie de vivre, you know, in excitement about weird fiction, about you know, excitement about Lovecraft, sure. Mm. Uh, But also, you know, excitement about you know, where weird fiction is going and, you know, how it's looking right now and where it's heading, Uh, you know, that was very, that was, you know, that was palpable. You could feel it on the panels, on the panels at the parties in the vendor's room. It was like, yep, things are moving along. It was a good, uh, it was a good time.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of, a lot of of positive energy going around. Everybody, (laughs) you know, it's like, you bump into somebody in the elevator. and, Hey, what's up? And hey, you know, and just did you see of, that
0: thing? Were you Were you over there? Did you hear it's that person read? What are you doing? You know, that's
1: uh, yeah. What are you doing for dinner? Oh, dinner. Dinner is always a topic of conversation. Man, gotta eat.
2: Lovecraft people gotta eat. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you know, somebody, if, yeah.
2: if the worst thing about the con was Ken's ramen was closed. Mm-hmm. Say so that's pretty successful. Yeah.
1: Now, see, yeah, that's that's a big selling point for me is how how all of the the Lovecraftians and weird fiction fans in attendance were all about you know, yeah, we're doing all this, but we got to think stomach because coming <laughs> from Southeast Louisiana, There's a lot of everything revolves around food. <laughs> You know, it's it's it makes me feel right at home. Is that that everything is, you know, dinner table stuff, and and over lunch you'd make your plans for the rest of the day, or over dinner, or you know, the people you bump into he- heading to Dunkin' every morning.
0: Well, there's a lot of really nice restaurants around that area. They
2: chose a really nice spot to have.
1: Oh, absolutely, mm. absolutely. The the Omni is great. It, the walking back and forth between the two spots—that for me, that's a little tedious. But, uh, <laughs> but that's also that's also fun as well because you know you just bump into people on the street.
0: Yeah, we're also going to
1: Exactly that that too. But um, you know you you bump into people that you know from social media and stuff like hey I know you, and strike up a conversation. You get that actual FaceTime and. And a lot of the people involved in this scene, and I I call it a scene, are from all over the country. I mean, there's there's a lot of folks in attendance at Necronomicon that are from the East Coast.
0: There's a lot of um, people that came in from all over the world. There's yeah,
1: oh yeah, Canada. Yeah. There's people that came in from oh
0: shoot, Denmark. I think those guys were from those three guys. I don't. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: <laughs> I UK. I from,
2: you had the the woman upstairs who was selling art, who was from France. Mm-hmm. So
1: so it's not I think just I ran into an some Belgians. Thing. It's it's an international thing. We get people from all over the world. Get people from all over the country, and it's like the first time that, or really the every two years is the only time, all of us get together in the same spot. So, sure enough. Uh, there's definitely the the celebra- atmosphere of celebration there for that fact alone
0: yeah and you know huge huge shout out to you know as as Nick said everybody who came from you know f- far climbs and far places but also you know to the uh, to the convention organizers there's a reason this is only done once every two years i because it would be bad I, have exactly, I, <laughs> I haven't been to many conventions but I, I can't imagine pulling this off every year, just to you know, just 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 the workload alone uh, mm-hmm. would be you know would be w- w- would be crippling. So, yeah, kudos to them that they can that they can pull it off. It's uh, you oh know, yeah, I've, I've I've been involved with organization of like much smaller things <laughs> that mm-hmm. you know, completely drove me around the twist and you know to basically set this up and and have it go off. You know, uh, as far as the perception of the attendees and the guests are concerned, you know, without any hitches, really. <laughs> right,
1: right. There, there I, were hitches here and there, but yeah. they were they were handled.
0: Yeah, all I mean, addressed. addressed. Just amazing.
1: You had the minions who did a fucking bang up job. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. Um And I'm and, not just and, saying that because I knew a few of them. Right. <laughs> of course. Hey, Landon. Um. <laughs> hey, 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 Ivan. Ivan. So and yeah, big kudos to the to the organizers for for pulling this off, putting everything together. I mean, there was so much to do. There's a lot of moving parts. Yeah, there's a lot of moving parts. Um, you know, I, I'm convinced now that Niels is possessed of the speed force.
0: Quite likely. Quite he's,
1: he's likely. Like, he's he's like a, he's like a relative of uh, Eobard Thawne, or something. <laughs> But, um, because that man is all, that man's everywhere, exactly. And, yeah, there's just, you look at the, the program guide was, was thick. Oh, and just filled with stuff for four days. And we were only there for three, and it was just, like, overwhelming, the amount of stuff. Yeah,
0: it was, tough. It, it it was it was definitely too much stuff you know i I talked with several folks where it'd be nice if it was a single track that ran maybe twice you know just so you could get <laughs> you could actually yeah. see the things you wanted to see you know much like last time i was there i ended up yeah not quite you know not quite getting to see everything i wanted to yeah. You know, and that's that that's part of you know and nick, nick will agree with me that's part of just uh you know, being behind a behind a vendor's table for a little while, but... Who's uh, life? Who's <laughs> <Bruce laughs> life? Who's yeah. life? Yeah, word up. Uh, that's definitely the, uh, you know, that's definitely a, a con to the con, but... Uh, well, yeah, to, I mean, just an individual, the, but to the con itself, it's great to have that many
2: things to do. Oh, yeah. I mean, you like something for everyone. Yeah
1: and it really better to have
0: better to have more more stuff that you're not able to get to than not enough and you find yourself you know feeling the lack uh you know there's a there's a richness to the experience oh yeah and i think you know oh, yeah, and definitely. just just to you know if if we may bring it back to the to the elephant in the room you know i think it was that richness of the experience that made you know eventual meltdowns all that all that much more melty uh <laughs> <laughs> you know because you know how can you how can you go to that you know, saying you weren't going to that uh and you know just 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 be there and see what's happening and know that it's it's going off without you, man. Yeah. You know? There's been no there you know there there is there is no lack for not for 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 your not being present. <laughs> that's got. That's got to burn. It's got to burn.
1: It's it's got to burn. Definitely eating his cake without not caring that
0: he was there. Yeah. Oh, yep. he was
1: there, boys. I saw him. I saw him.
2: <laughs> yeah. I saw him walking
1: yeah. through the army. Yeah, that's a good point. I'd, yeah, didn't there. Um. But yeah, I mean, there's just. It was a fantastic experience and honestly I can't wait till 2019.
0: Yeah. yeah. Absolutely.
1: And when we when we do it all over again. Yeah. And maybe Ken's Ramen will be open. And maybe Ken's Ramen will be open. And uh
0: mm-hmm.
1: we can just say kick everybody out of Ken's Ramen and say Microphone's madness taking over this motherfucker. That's right.
0: We need it. Nice.
1: We need all the table. We need tables. that
2: table. We need it for four hours. Give us some fucking dice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh yeah, so that's our Necronomicon roundup. Uh the, the all the the good and the bad. And the bad, plus plus some bonus material, a little lanyap thrown in there.
2: Yeah, but the bad is the bad is so peripheral.
1: No, you're right. You're right but it it's all it's all part of the experience like yeah. like Scott was just saying you know that there was a meltdown and then the whole thing went off without him and
0: anyways somehow
1: that's right but that's what it was overall one of the most fantastic experiences of the year probably the most fantastic experience of, that I'll have this year outside of my kids acting crazy
0: nice Oh, yeah,
1: that's that's part of the contract. It, yeah, yeah. yeah it's,
0: <laughs> it's a good thing you clarified that.
1: You know, <laughs> you and, uh, obligations. And,
0: and if if you know if if any other small presses or are, are, are or medium presses are, are listening, I mean, Nicholas, you did very well. Yeah, I him, right. I mean, uh, yeah. was, was it yeah, yeah, to, Was it sure. was it close? Yeah, yeah, it's it's like you make money there folks Uh, We sold out I think we had I think we may have had like uh, half a dozen books left over at the end you know which we just Donate to the minions and uh, you know, whatever's left from that we Sent over to the Lovecraft Arts and Sciences Council to you know For them to sell in their bookshop because they deserve our support and uh, yeah, it's uh, it is worth attending it was worth attending on a, you know, from a strictly, yeah, you know, uh, strictly financial perspective alone. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I may, if I may be mercenary about it, yeah, was no, great. <laughs> Chaosium had the
2: advantage of of winning uh, a bunch of awards <laughs> in the middle of the con. Nice. So, so uh, they're, they're, I'm sure that helped to affect their sales as well because those books hmm. that won those awards were available.
1: I think it did. Maybe it didn't, but I think it did. Well, shoot. I, I think yeah. the innies, the innies were announced, it got out on social media, and then Pulp Cthulhu and Two Headed Serpent were just flying off the shelf.
2: Nice. I'm just glad I didn't have to buy my copy of Pulp
1: Cthulhu there. You probably wouldn't have gotten one. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. There it was, I mean, Necronomicon Providence, definitely an event worth attending every time it rolls around. So, uh, start saving your pennies for 2019 guys. Yep. Uh, Whoa. first rounds on Nick. You
0: heard
1: here first that's right first round's on Nick you find Nick and he'll buy you a drink
0: <laughs> oh wait no. I made that like a
1: public invitation I'm gonna have my name legally changed by then now. Armin 10 <laughs> Well, now you can't tra- change it to that either so that's all for this episode thanks for listening and we'll talk to you guys later say goodnight Gracie thanks guys Good night,
0: Gracie. Good